You're listening to All Things Photo. This episode is sponsored in part by Breakthrough Photography. So if you're in the market for an incredible filter, head on over to eldridgephoto.com, find our sponsors page, and click the link to Breakthrough Photography. In this episode, John Sabatier and I ramble on about a whole lot of different things. Howdy, folks. So right off the bat, you're going to notice something different. The audio is going to be a little bit odd. It'll be probably a little high-pitched. And the reason why is because today is vastly different in the fact that I have someone in the room with me at a physical location. So it's the first time for this podcast or even the Nature Photography Show that I did before where I have someone that's in person for this podcast. This is also the second time we've recorded this intro because... Uh, the microphone I was using completely failed and we had to retool everything and see if this will work. So uh, bear with us. But this morning, John and I, we got up. Wait, have I even introduced you? No. All right. Well, with me, I have John Sabatier. He uh, previously did a couple of podcasts with me back in the Nature Photography Show days when we went to the Grand Tetons together. He and I talked about that pretty extensively. So how you doing this morning, John? Doing well. A little tired, but uh, doing well. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if it's coffee or if it's sleep. I think a little of both would probably help me. John and I got up this morning early, early, and drove out to the Everglades to see what we could photograph. And on the way out, it looked amazing. We had fog. We had everything that we would want as photographers in the Everglades. Fog is relatively common, but rare, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. There are certain periods of time during the year where it, it gets pretty foggy, but you kind of hit or miss when you're going out as a photographer. So we were excited to see all of the fog on our way out. But unfortunately, when we got to the location we were wanting to shoot, uh, the fog was gone. So we ended up having to kind of make do with what we had. And um, we didn't have great light. We had a couple of shots that we could get. And we started doing what I call intimate landscapes, where you try to find the details in the landscapes because the sky and the clouds and all that stuff didn't didn't cooperate. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I tried some long, uh, exposure photography, see if that works. I think I had maybe have one or two shots from there, but yeah, when I, once I went into the intimate landscape, it was, it, I started getting better shots. Yeah. The best part for me is when I, I was overdoing the intimate landscape and I kind of had done what I wanted to do and I packed up my stuff and I was walking off and then you walked up started taking photos, and then the light changed on the whole scene. Uh, the Up until that point, it had just kind of been, I guess... Flat. Flat light. Yeah, that's yeah. all it was, through yeah. the clouds, which has its own appeal. But sometimes you like that light to hit, especially the early morning light where you get good side light and it's mm -hmm. pretty and all that stuff. And uh, so I, I unpacked everything and got back to shooting yeah. as well, so... Yeah, that's that's what usually happens when you're packed up, ready to go, heading out and out. That's when the light decides to, hey, here I am. So John came back to the house after, and we were trying to decide what it is we're going to talk about. And we really couldn't come up with a whole lot. So we talked about gear. Um, we talked about life and photography. And we're kind of, I think we're going to have a show that's centered around that. We'll get to gear because, as you know, if you listen to the show, I love gear. Some people like to say, oh, it's not the gear, it's the photographer. And yeah, we know, we know. Everybody says that, we know. 
but you know it's the the gear is fun for me the the holding the equipment the looking the researching the doing everything you do that's fun for me so yeah. i like to talk about gear and a lot of people like to talk about and read about gear as well so if you don't like to talk about gear you might skip forward yeah or maybe find another podcast because we talk a lot about gear but that's okay we talk a lot about the actual photography too i think uh so what are we going to talk about first what do you think Let's talk about let's talk about the new cannons that are, what Canon's been coming out with the R three the R three the R five the R six maybe right. an R one coming out and maybe an R one if you if you're in a certain demographic yeah <laughs> so if you make a lot of money if you're yeah, a dentist we'll, we'll talk about this because uh, as you know I was an icon shooter I went to Sony uh, I loved the Sony camera except for how it felt in my hand and to some extent the the kind of file that you get from the Sony is is very clinical, I guess is the word. That, and there's nothing I can put my finger on that said this is bad. And whatever picture I took, I was able to manipulate, to edit, to finish, however you want to say it, in post and get exactly what I looked for. So it's not about the sensor itself. Uh, for me, it was a lot about the feel of the camera. The technology inside was great, but ultimately it just... You know, I even had a spot on my, my finger that would rub raw every time I used the camera. And that you wow. know, became not great to, to use. So that's mm-hmm. really the only... And so I went back to Nikon. Uh, during that time, I considered going to Canon. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I talked myself out of it, thinking that the Z6 II, Z7 II would be just as good. I ended up with a Z6 II. So the reason we're talking about Canon now is because, yeah, I've got a Z9 on order. That's That's a given. But I'm also, I'm still looking at Canon, and uh, I like what they're doing. So the R5, the R6, and now the R3 we have in our hands. We can see, well, not physically in our hands, but right. they're out there. They're out there. Um, yeah, so. I, uh, I, I used the R5 a couple months ago. I rented it out, and uh, I did a shoot up in Texas. I spent the weekend with some friends, and what an amazing camera. Holy cow! And you're you're a DSLR shooter. I'm right a now. I'm a currently I'm shooting DSLR. Um, I do have a mirrorless. I have a Sony A6000 okay. that I tinker with, whatever out there. Uh, but yeah, for me it's DSLR. And but I do want to make that transition into mirrorless. I know it's going to happen eventually within the year, maybe two years, maybe six months. I'm not sure. Maybe next week if we talk. Yeah, about you know, I got yeah. I got I got some empty credit cards that need some love. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that R5 was amazing. The uh, eye autofocus on that, it was like, wow, spot on. And just, oh my God, the burst rates on it. I was, I was just like blown away walking around. I'm like, okay, let me just try it. Oh, there goes 20 shots. Awesome. (laughs) I'm going to need to delete 20 shots from this camera real quick. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I was one of the ones from DSLR days that said, I don't need or even want autofocus. Why in the world would I need eye autofocus? when I could just use the center point like I've used my whole photography career. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Sony, and I, I shot some portraits for a, a hockey team. And I thought, well, let me let me just see how this eye autofocus thing works. You know, I had it set for a button on the, on the camera. I hit the button, started taking photos, and was absolutely blown away by how different and how easy it was to do the portraits. You know, whereas before, you're... 
you put the center point on their face and you clear and then you recompose and, yeah. and that all goes out the window and you're just hitting the autofocus button and mm -hmm. it just grabs the eye and it doesn't just grab the eyelash or the eyebrow it grabs, it grabs the pupil of the eye and that's right. where the focus is right it grabs that actual eyeball yep the actual mm -hmm. eyeball and so after i used it once in a in a portrait setting i said well that's it yeah uh, i'm hooked I, i'm hooked i've got to have that mm -hmm. now i went back to the the Z62 and the eye autofocus is nowhere near where the Sony was. It's not even not even in the same category. It's okay, but uh, I would say I wouldn't say the word's good, mm -hmm. but it, it's okay. Uh, the Canon, on the other hand, has caught up with Sony. It looks like yep. in their eye autofocus. Yeah, the the famous sleeping giant has awoken, and it's about to eat Sony's dinner. Yeah, for you, for you Sony shooters out there, I'm sorry, but. He's coming. I, you know, you know the way I look at it is this will push Sony. Absolutely. Um, Competition's it, always good. It's always good. So yeah, well, and it'll ebb and flow, mm -hmm. uh, as it always does in photography. There's always trade-offs. It, it costs more. It costs less. It's not as good. It's better. It's there's all kinds of trade-offs. Mm -hmm. So I love to see Canon come out of the gate like this, because I was not impressed with the R when it came out. Mm, you know no, yeah i mean it's their first iteration into right. the, the mirrorless i used it in new york when it first came out in 2018 and it was okay it was good it was yeah supposedly is uh, being mirrorless it's supposed to be lighter and really not it wasn't lighter right but uh it was physics good or physics so if you want a good lens it's going to be a heavy system it's, exactly so well, what i did like about the r was the articulating screen Oh, you like the flip? Yeah, the flip I like, out I like the flip out, and because you can really get a whole bunch of different angles on there. You can go low, and you know, being six foot four, it's kind of hard for me going low for such a long period of time because it hurts. Yeah, you know, and then you get, you know, oh man, just the creativity just from that flip out screen was, I think, to me was uh, a winner for me. And uh, then now that they put it on pretty much almost all their cameras, the R five has it. Yeah. You know, it's one of their flagship cameras. Even the R3 has the it. The R3 has it. You know, it's that that tells, you know, I remember when it first came out, I had it on my T3i and everybody was like, oh, well, you know, that's that's an entry level camera and that's why it has a flip out screen. But if you want pro, you can't have a flip out screen because that's not a pro camera. Well, folks, I'm sorry, but yeah, Canon woke up and said, yeah, you know what? We're putting articulating screens on all our cameras. Yeah, because here's here's the thing. If you don't want to use the articulating screen, just flip it over, put it on the back, and it's now just an LCD that you have static on your camera. So exactly. there you go. You got it if you need it. Right. With Nikon, it's always the flip down or flip up screen. The, the Sony is the same the thing. The Sony was the same thing. So I've never actually used the, the flippy screen, as mm -hmm. everybody says, where it goes around. Yeah. But the... Um, the the Z9 that's coming out has a different kind of flip screen where you can, it'll flip out and down, it'll flip up, and it'll flip at a, when you go vertical, it flips from the bottom from up. From bottom up. So okay. it's it's not exactly the same. It's mm -hmm. not, you can't be on the front of the camera and see it flip around right. like a flippy. But uh, I like how it's different. And it looks really robust. There's video of people holding it up mm -hmm. from, from the screen, from which I would always want to see someone else besides me do uh, for a $5,500 camera. Yeah. So, yeah, the R5 knocked it out of the park, and the R6 as well. Right. Uh, the only annoyances that I see, and there, there are stupid annoyances, which there's a lot of things that is that I don't like that is just stupid that I don't like them, but 
It's mm -hmm. the where the on-off switch is on the R5. It's on the left side. I don't know if all cannons yeah. are that way. They're on the left side. Yeah, no, mine's my DSLR is on the left, so yeah. Yeah, for Nikon and for Sony both, the on-off switch is on, right at the shutter button. So for me, it's that muscle memory we talked about a little mm -hmm. bit while we're out there. As soon as I'm done shooting, my finger just turns the camera off and I set it down to the side. And right. on its way up, I've already turned it on and I've got it up and I don't have yeah. to bring that second hand. I know it seems silly. Mm -hmm. Speaking of silly, let's talk about the, the Nikon lenses too while we're just bashing on things. So uh, Nikon lenses, uh, we're, we're just going to go off on a silly tangent. They don't have the gold ring around the end for the really good lenses. Yeah. Which is a stupid thing to not like. Right. But it drives me a little crazy. That, way, you, that way people know you you have good glass. Yeah, and it's it's cool looking. Mm -hmm. That's that's really all right. it amounts to. I love to see the Canon's. The red lens. The red lens, the L lens. Yeah. I oh, have that red ring. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sorry yeah. for the tangent. But uh, Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> That's actually what it feels like right now, because I think we're both a little tired and we're rambling. I'm rambling. You might not be. But, okay. So, anyway, the R5, R6. Mm -hmm. I love the 40, is it 45 megapixel for the R5? 45, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the higher megapixel, but mm -hmm. I think the 45 to 50 is a sort of a sweet spot. Right for, now, yeah. Because yeah. you want that good ISO performance, mm -hmm. but you also want good resolution. Right. So, it's a, it's a trade-off, you know. Right. It depends. It also depends on what style of photography you do. If right. you're a nighttime shooter, then you're better off with the R6 because it's a yep. smaller sensor. Your I your ISOs are going to be way better. You know. Shooting. Yeah. The and I noticed Sony rather stayed around the 50 mark as well, mm -hmm. and now the Z9 has come in around the 45 mark. So I think that for those flagship cameras, for those uh, landscape cameras, it's kind of a sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I personally think that whenever Nikon comes out with a Z8, and they will come out with a Z8 eventually, that we're, we're probably going to look to the 60 to 100 megapixel range specifically yeah. for landscape. Yeah. But, yeah, I know in, in Canon world, they're, they've been testing the 100 megapixel sensor for a while, so that I'm sure Canon, whenever they decide to release it, it's going to be spot on. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Mm -hmm. The one thing about Nikon that I've always liked is the files you get from the Nikons. And you know, if you look at the DxO marks, it's probably stuff you'll never be able to see with the naked eye. But Nikon always rates higher on their sensors as far as their quality. Mm -hmm. But Canon has come a long way since the DSLR days, the 5D Mark II, which was a good camera, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. And it's got, you know, had a great sensor, but it wasn't, at the time, it wasn't the same sensor as like the 850, right. the, the Nikon right. 850. Right. But now I think Canon has come a very long way in their sensor quality. I know that the, the R5 has a DxO rating of 95, which is their, the highest I think that they've gotten. And the Z7 II is a hundred or one one or I can't remember. So they're super close together. Yeah. Like I say, you'd never be able to see probably with the naked eye the difference. Right. And I've never, I've never seen anyone say, look at a photograph and say, oh, what? I think that was taken on a Nikon. Or yeah. Taken yeah, on yeah, a Canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, we, the best ones I hear when I when I do the shows are, oh, those are beautiful pictures. You must have a really good camera. I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, sure. It's not about the artist. <laughs> Yeah, it used to it used to make me mad, and then I realized, you know what? The, we'll just accept that as a compliment that they yeah. like the photograph, and yeah. they they don't really know what else to say. Yeah, or or better, I I remember one lady. I think she told me, "Oh, you have a great eye for for photography." I said, 
Thanks. They both work great. <laughs> both. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've talked a little bit about the gear. And like I say, I, I'll toy with the idea of going to Canon. And I think if I were starting over 100% starting over or just getting into photography, and I would tell anybody that would ask me this, hey, what, what camera company would you go with? I, mm -hmm. And I would go with Canon right now. Because they're the ones, like you say, they're the sleeper. They, they're very diverse. They've got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They can put in that, that effort and time for the research, and they can do all the things. And they're primarily, they're not only a photography company, but right. they're primarily a, a, a photography imaging company. Imaging company, yeah. Company. Whereas Sony is very diverse. Yeah. And they've got a lot of money, but they do all kinds of things. It's not right. just, it's just a small division mm -hmm. of, of Sony. Right. And I think, you know, if someone starting out went Sony, they're not going to make a mistake by doing that. No, they're not. I mean, you you can you can't go wrong now with any uh, no. of the manufacturers. No. You know, especially the big 3. Yeah. You know. And Nikon is it they're lagging behind a bit. And I know that they had some financial struggles mm -hmm. and they're they're trying to get back on top and by all reports the Z9 will push them that direction because it it is a leap in at least Nikon technology, yeah. um, and it's a pretty unique thing with it uh, being a electronic-only shutter. There mm -hmm. is no mechanical shutter in that camera. Wow. That's... It's, uh, it's not the first of its kind. It's not the first DSLR or quote-unquote DSLR mm -hmm. that is like that. It is the... Um, but I think that they've done an exceptional job with with that shutter because yeah. the, the big issue with... Uh, electronic shutters is the rolling shutter where mm -hmm. if you're moving or the subject's moving you'll get a wobble you get, in the yeah, photograph yeah. Yeah. but uh, it's a stack sensor and the readout speed is so incredibly fast that they've got pictures of people swinging golf clubs and the golf clubs are perfect so oh, wow. uh, that yeah. that tells me all I need to know which is why I have one on on pre-order yeah nice I would I would switch to Canon and but I'll talk myself out of that uh, only because of the financial reasons. Yeah, and Kim. And my wife. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but we'll we'll try to make it sound like a financial decision, and not because my wife would shoot me. Yeah. Kind of decision, but yeah. I yeah because I lost quite a bit when I went from Nikon to Sony. There was a lot lost in that trans transition, mm -hmm. and there was maybe not an equal amount lost when I went back to Nikon. But uh, there was still lost money. So if I change systems again and I lose a lot of money in that change, it's not a, a smart financial decision either way I go. Right. But you know, my it's it's very strange because uh, and we we talked about this a little bit too. I've been mm -hmm. a Nikon shooter since two thousand one, and I never wanted to switch systems. I never yeah. felt the urge or the need to swap systems. And we talked about uh, on this podcast, I, I think, or at least the Nature mm -hmm. Photography Show, which is all part of the same feed. You can go back and listen to those. And I talked about when I made the choice to switch from Nikon to Sony, I think it was more of a life issue mm -hmm. than it was a camera issue at the time. Yeah, uh, I was in a weird spot in my life and my, my work life. So I think I made the decision to try to help me out to, to be motivated for photography rather than um, making a sound, intelligent, mm -hmm. you know, informed decision. I just swapped. Right. And I think I regretted it almost immediately the whole time I had the Sony because it never felt like the what I had grown accustomed to, what I had 
used in, in Nikon for all those years. Mm -hmm. And so I think immediately I regretted it. And the whole time I had Sony, I always found little things that was wrong with it that really wasn't wrong with it. Mm -hmm. But I, I just convinced myself to, to go back. And then I get back to, well, at the time I was like, am I going to do Sony now? Well, am I going to do Nikon or am I going to swap to Canon? Now's the time to swap to Canon. Right. And the R5 was out and... I did math, and math is bad when you're talking finances. Yeah. So well, math, was, math doesn't lie. So it doesn't. And, and I think you also switched right before Nikon introduced the uh, Z6 and Z7s. That's right. So you were, I think, you were more motivated for the technology. You were embracing more yeah. of the technology than you were of the actual physical camera. Right. At the time, I had a Nikon D850, mm -hmm. which yep. is the best DSLR, in my opinion, that Nikon's probably ever made, at least for landscape photographers. Uh, so that's what I had, and it was a great camera. I loved it, but I wanted the mirrorless. Right. And I, at the time, you had the Canon R, mm -hmm. yep. and then you had a Sony A7R4. So the right. Canon R is nowhere close to the A7R4. Right. And Nikon had nothing. Right. They, they just started coming out. I don't, they had started coming out with a Z6 mm -hmm. and I, I had had one of those. So that hadn't been out for very long, but I wasn't impressed with that either when I picked it up and I used it. I mean, it, it felt great. The hand felt like a Nikon, but the technology difference between Canon and Sony at the time was just light years apart. Right. And that's, that's the other reason why I swapped to Sony. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I regretted it. But it's a stupid reasons that I regret it. Right. Uh, the Sony was a fantastic camera, and for all you Sony shooters out there, congratulations! You have really good camera system. Yeah, exactly. So, so. Uh, it's it's weird what life will do to you sometimes, and we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Um, I know I I personally I don't have any I I never have any family issues, so for me mm -hmm. it's never a family issue. It's always work related yeah. or or something else. So when my daytime job gets weird uh, photography is one of the first things to go because mm -hmm. I need that the mental uh, what I would use my mind for photography wise I have to use it for work and and that's you know I come home from work and I'm exhausted mentally mm -hmm. exhausted yes and uh, it's hard to be creative when you're in that particular state of mind oh I know how that feels I uh, yeah I mean Work too. I mean, as a well, as a police officer, I retired obviously in 2018, and then we moved to Charleston. That wasn't working out too good. Family issues back home, you know, issues between myself and the wife at the time. So we separated in 2018, and you know the 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 creativity and the motive to actually shoot wasn't there and it was just horrible for like the past two years three years now. yeah uh i think i maybe shot three or four times before uh so yeah i know how losing your creativity goes especially yeah. the mental side of it you know you, you just you just it's not burnout per se it's more of a lack of motivation uh maybe for me it was probably a little bit of depression kicked in uh i just didn't want to you know get behind a camera and you know be creative you yeah, know you don't want to do anything i don't yeah. want to do exactly i didn't exactly. want to do anything i you know i was 
you know, depressed. I was overweight. Uh, and then work, you know, I, I got back onto a department now. I work for the university, so it's great. Um, and I just, you know, slowly but surely starting to find my creative juices again. I went out, what, two weeks ago, just just tinker around, you know, and and I know what people, when I post it online, people are like, oh my God, amazing, this and that. But honestly, I don't find them to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just me as the, as the artist, you know, but, you know, we all, we're our, we're our own worst critics. That's right. We, for me, I raise the bar every time. Exactly. You know, you know, it's like, oh, this is my favorite shot of all time. And then if I stare at it long enough, right, I'm, I'm going to rip it apart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, my God, those are amazing. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I shouldn't think like that. I shouldn't, you know, say things like that because the person really, truly believes that yeah. it's an amazing shot. And thank you so much for, for saying that. Uh, but as the artist, no, it sucks. Yeah. Or it's not up to what I think is a good shot. I mean, being right. critical of oneself is probably bad. Well, I think it's both. I think yeah. it's good and bad. It depends on how critical you are. Right. You know, if you're so critical that it keeps you from going, then that's a different story. But if you're right. critical because you want to be better. Right. You know, um, there's a, this is not too big of a tangent, I promise. But my son is a, he's an accomplished cello player. But when he was younger, he went to a high school orchestra at the time he was eight. Um, and he was at a high school orchestra and he was sitting fifth chair out of 15 in a high school orchestra. So he was, you know, very good at, at playing cello. But the professor that he had at the time, the, the conductor, he said something that has stuck with me every time. He said, when you come in every day, I don't want you to be a good musician. I want you to be a better musician than you were last week. Right. He said, every day, it's about being better, not being the best. Right. Um, and I started applying that to photography so that every day, every time I go out, I want to be a little better, mm -hmm. whether it's a little better at my composition, a little better at my technical, a little better at seeing something that I wouldn't have seen before. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we can become overly critical to our work to think and we can push ourselves into that depression zone of I'm awful, I'm terrible. You know, there's so many other better photographers out there. Yep. Why do I even bother picking up the camera? I get that with uh, Enrico Fazzati. I had him on the mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing great in photography. And then I run across his feed and I'm like, yeah, I suck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. And then what's even worse is uh, you're you're going through your thing and then you see all your friends who are amazing photographers too yep. and they're just... Happy. And, yeah, yeah, they're just pushing it out and you're like, wow, wow, wow. Where's, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm i at that level too, but where's my stuff, you know? And yeah. maybe that's probably what happened with me. It just, it just became dormant, you know? Yeah, that's... You know, and I, and I don't want that. I... I I like to, I like to be out there. I like to shoot. I like to sh uh, show my stuff. You know, my art. Uh, most importantly, I like to share what I know. Right. You know, like I, back in twenty nineteen, I think it was. I taught a conference over in Vegas with uh, uh, for a weekend, and it was great. It was awesome. Just you know, hanging out with my friends and yeah. just making new friends and just 
shooting, you know, photographing. Yeah. It's great. And, you know, and I miss that, you know, I miss yeah. just hanging out, you know, but I guess work and life gets in the way. Yeah, it does. It's just we we have to get to the point where we find we find a ma- find a way to make it work. You know, some people get depressed and they jump into their camera. Mm-hmm. You know, they're depressed and that's when they find their creativity or that's where they find their motivation to get away from people to get out to to do their their stuff. I'm not that way. When I get depressed, I want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I guess I I'm the same way with as far as like my creativity is concerned. Uh, is I just shut it off, but the yeah. physically I just I'll, I'll just you know I, I'm a I'll ride my bike you know I'll ride my bicycle yeah. I'm a cyclist so I'll go out and I'll just you know hammer out out there you know do twenty thirty miles and and I'll and I'll feel good you know and I come home and I'm like okay great you know and I and I I need to apply that same uh, technique or that same you know towards my photography. And I know, and I know I can do it. I just, I have to do it. You have to, I have to find the, the motivation to start to, the motivation to start the discipline to get out there and photograph. Right. It's just, it's like anything else. You know, you, you get out of it what you put into it. Exactly. So if you sit on the couch and watch Netflix, you're not going to take very good photos. Right. And I know that because that's largely what I've done in the last little bit, you know, uh, sit on the couch and not taking a lot of photos. I've taken some, but not, not like I used to, you know, it used to be once, twice, three times a week. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'd find a way to go take photos. Now, if it's once a month, you know, that's a pretty good month. Yeah. Um, So it's the motivation. You have to make yourself do it sometimes, even if you don't want to. I read a book. uh, I can't remember the author, but it's called the creative fight. You can look on uh, Amazon for it. And he talks about how creativity is a fight mm-hmm. and you have to fight to be creative. Maybe it, maybe it comes natural to some folks, but it doesn't come natural to me. The creativity part right. of it, I had to force myself to learn mm-hmm. anything. So it's a fight for me to be creative. And I, I would think that the listeners of the show, there's some of you out there that this is a fight for mm-hmm. you. And, yeah. and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Right. Um, the, the key is to get back up. And like that professor said, that conductor, to be better. Be better today than you were yesterday in something. Even if it's not photography, find something to be better today than you were yesterday. Yeah, for If sure. you can apply that to photography, then great. Right, exactly. You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, and I know nowadays with what's going on in the world, uh, it's hard. It's hard because nobody wants to go out. It just, it's just doom and gloom. But, it is. You know, I think with photography, it's it's not a doom and gloom. You go out there and make do what you love to do, and that's take photos. Yeah, and if you're worried about crowds and people, you can find, that's the great thing about photography, is you can find places to go where there are no people right. and no crowds, and that's a, a great place to be. I know in the Everglades, I don't, I saw maybe one car out there today. So mm-hmm. if you want to get out and get away from people, yeah. Or there was a couple of cars, I guess, at the hiking area, but you can uh, you can get out and get away from people and not have to worry about any of that mess and just go and walk. If you live in uh, in a place that has actual forests instead of what we have here in South Florida, then uh, go find a place. Right. If you're a nature photographer, go do that and yeah. do it away from people. If you if you're worried about that, but 
you know, fight for it, as mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Fight for that creativity. So for me, um, I, I mentioned on one of the podcasts that I had some issues. So I, I'll actually go into a little bit of that, not going into great detail about my health. But uh, I had an incident a couple of months ago where um, the doctor said it was lucky that I didn't just die. So um, I've been diabetic for a long time, but it's always been managed. It's been, you know, it's always been kind of an even keel. Uh, It's kind of been going up since November last year. And it had gotten on in one particular instance where I had reached glucose toxicity and ended up in the hospital. And the doctor said that it could have easily been the last day of my life. So that was a, a pretty big wake-up call, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of made me focus. You know, I could get into the depression side of it, right? but I'm, I'm trying to use it as, mm-hmm. a, as a means to get back to what I love to do because, you know, it kind of helps you refocus on what's important in life, and you make time for what's important. Right. And for, for me, other than my family, um, there's nothing more important than, than photography. Right. Uh, we can take a religion outside of that. You know, yeah. that's that's a different story. Because yeah. I'm a Christian. You can mm-hmm. I, I say it on my website. It's no big surprise. So for me, it's a Christian first, uh, husband, father, mm-hmm. and then I would say photographer. So Christian, husband, father, photographer. And yeah, I I elevate photography quite a bit in my life because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I recommend is is to be better. Mm-hmm. And to stay motivated and make time for what's important. If photography is in, is important to you, make time for that. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yep. All right. So I, I, we've done some tangents. We've talked about life. We talked about uh, gear and uh, my struggle with staying with Nikon or going to Canon. And I, I can say I'll probably just stay with Nikon. Ordering the Z9 is a whole lot less expensive than switching to Canon. Yeah. But Yeah. You, on the other hand, need to go home today, get out your credit card, and go ahead and order an R5. Yeah, That is sure. my recommendation mm-hmm. for you to, to get better as a photographer. Find that motivation. Yeah, yeah. it's because, you know, you're, you'll be better because you have better gear, of course. Of course. That's the way that works. Yeah. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know, we, we make fun of that all the time, but gear will motivate me. It, it's short-term motivation, mm-hmm. but it's still, sometimes you can use it as a Kickstarter, so. Yep. That's my my uh, doctor's recommendation. I'm not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. But as a doctor of photography, I'm not a doctor of photography. I recommend you go home and, and purchase an R5. Okay. And uh, that'll sure, help. Sure, Doc. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to spend your money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love it. I love spending other people's money. All right. So this coming year, I've got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't go anywhere this year. Last year, I went to West Virginia at least. But I was in such a bad place, I didn't even want to get out and take photos in West Virginia. And that's a beautiful state. Yeah, It's like the whole state is nothing but trees. I've never seen that many trees in my life, ever. Wow. And I'm from East Tennessee. Yeah. And they've got nothing compared to West Virginia. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I didn't, I didn't even want to get out. I only went out a couple of days to shoot and never for sunrise, which is that's crazy. Right. Sunrise is my favorite. I like to get up super early before everybody else and get out there and take, but I didn't even want to do that. Um, but anyway, this coming year, I've got to go somewhere. And uh, I talked about, I'll talk to you. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. on the podcast. Might as well talk about it now. But I think I'm going to put together a, it's not a tour. It's not anything like that. But I want to find a handful of photographers, four or five people that we, we like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
try to pick a spot. We'll all get together. We'll we'll pay our own way. We'll uh, maybe do an Airbnb to reduce the cost, but mm -hmm. everybody get their own car, get everything, and we just go hang out. Mm -hmm. And we do a week of photography somewhere in the U.S. as a, as a group of friends. So it wouldn't be like a uh, you know workshop or a mm -hmm. tour or anything like that. So we all get to do our own thing. Right. What are you thinking? I don't know. I, it's hard for me not to go back to the Grand Tetons because mm -hmm. I love that place. Right. But I would love to do the Oregon coast, but I think there you got to travel a lot. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't want to go back to the Smokies? I could go back to the Smokies. That's always home for me. Right. I could go back. It's relatively inexpensive. We know where to stay, where to go, and how to get there. And it's right there. I it's mean, right there. Well, it's not right there for us, but it's you know 12 hour drive. Yeah. But we're there. Yeah, exactly. Smokies might work. The, yeah. the Tetons, I like the idea of that because I've spent so much time in the Tetons now. I feel like I know it as, as well as the Smokies in some instances. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the hikes, but right. but the uh, the overall drive. I don't know. Well, But the Smokies, I'd be willing to go back. I did find some new places in the Smokies last time I was there that I didn't know about. Okay. And I know you were on a workshop with me, and if mm -hmm. I'd known about them then, I would have taken you on that, that location it would give me a chance to, to show you the new places. We're talking miles and miles and miles of walking on a hike where it's relatively flat mm -hmm. and there's a mountain stream and you can go off at any time and take pictures of the mountain stream. I nice. know we're talking miles. Right. I was I couldn't believe I had never seen that before. Hmm. That's something we'll we'll do if we decide to go to the, the Smokies. I'll get to take folks there and, and do that. But anyway... So for those who are listening, I know that we're rambling on. We're at 30-something minutes, and that's okay. You can always just pause it and come back or just go to the next channel. But anyway, I think we've had a great discussion on gear and, and life, and hopefully you found something in this that will help motivate you. Or if you're kind of down in the dumps like we have been and, and are to some extent still, maybe you'll find something from this that will help motivate you. And so the only takeaway I would, I would say for sure is that every day you should just try to be better. You know, don't be the best photographer, just be a little better. Be a better photographer than you were the last time you went. And also make time for what's important. So if photography is important for you, make time for it, whether it's researching gear or writing articles or going on a trip or just doing still life at your house which I can never get motivated to do. I always think it's a good idea until I set something up and I take two photos and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with that. I'm like, oh, I love the setup. Yeah. And I like to figure out the lighting. Yeah. And then take two or three photos and I'm like, okay, done. That's yeah, exactly. It. And now I'm going to take all this lighting down yeah, and all this yeah, stuff. It took you an hour to put it up and then an hour to put it down <laughs> for five minutes. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, Great or time you management. take 100 shots of the same picture, you know? Right, 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 right. right. Uh, I am primarily, and you know this, I'm primarily a nature photographer. That's where my heart lies. That's what I like. I, I like all kinds of photography, so I'll do those setups occasionally. But, man, that is not where my motivation lies in, yeah. in setting up still lifes. But, hey, if that's your cup of tea. Go for it. Then go for it. Just add a little cream and sugar. That's it. All right. Uh, do you have anything else, John? Um, anything else you want to talk about before we... Sign off here. Uh, Monday, December 20th. I mean, oh, 2022 Christmas. is, well, Christmas is five oh, days yeah. away. Um, but what do, you, what, do you, what do you want from 2022? Okay, so 
2022. Let me, let me go all the way back to 2019 because this is important. So in 2019, I had the best year, financially speaking, the best year as a photographer I have ever had. And I could see a point in my life where I could say I can retire from my job. I'm 48 now. Mm -hmm. And I can retire from my job at 55 and do workshops and have fun and, and travel and, and retire early and then get into stuff that I really love. So I went from that to $0 wow. in 2020. I made $0 in photography. So I right. went from the best year to the worst year in in a year, which is, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, we can blame COVID and all that stuff. And yeah, that's that's the reason why all of that died. But so what I went out of tw in 2021, there was a little movement there. I had to close mm -hmm. my business. I had to close the Nature Photography Show. I had to close all of the LLCs and all that mess because it was expensive to keep up. So I had to get rid of that. Now it's all things photo and Eldridge photography. So you go to eldridgephoto.com. That's where you can find everything. Mm -hmm. All things photo is kind of the new podcast where I can talk about anything. It's not just nature photography related, but still my heart's in, in nature. Mm -hmm. So what I want out of 2022 is a little bit more than I got in 2021. So in 2021, I did some portraits. I did that kind of stuff. So I made some money this year, which is, it's great to make money in photography. That's not my driving force, but I would like to retire from my day job to mm -hmm. eventually do this full time as a retired person. You know, yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking for. So in 2022, I want to expand the elders photo business a bit. So I can't make leaps and bounds but mm -hmm. I think I'm going to try to pick a place, maybe the Tetons because I love it so much, mm -hmm. to do a workshop. Not, okay. That's different than what we were talking about where it's just a bunch of friends getting together. Mm -hmm. But to do an actual workshop. Okay. The, the only thing keeping me from that is working with a Grand Teton to try to get the, the commercial youth. A, they're an absolute disaster to work with. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So out of 2022... I want business-wise, I would like to do a workshop. I'd like to kind of get back on that train. Non-business related is I want to go somewhere. You know, we live in South Florida. It's somewhat limited yep. in what we have. But I want to go somewhere where the mountains exist. And it's not just a big trash pile. We yep. have Mount Trashmore here in South Florida. It's the only hill we got. It's a big mound of trash. But uh, I want to go somewhere that has mountains and hills. And that's what I want out of 2022. Wouldn't mind doing a workshop. Mm -hmm. But if I can just go somewhere for photography, I'll count that as a win. So what do you want out of 2022? I don't know. I mean, with everything that's gone on in my life, uh, I would like to, photography-wise, I'd like to, yeah, travel a little bit more because I used to love traveling and photographing. And, you know, and that's why I would travel is to photograph. And yeah. that's why we'd photograph to travel. Exactly. So they go hand in hand. Um, exactly. but, um, as far as like, I, I guess I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it sounds cliche and all that and <laughs> no, all I okay. want to be happy, but well, I want to be happy. All, yeah, we all, we all want to be, be happy. happy. Right. But I, I, I just, not, you know? yeah, I know it, it, it is what it is, but I, I just want to have better days. Better days. Yeah. Yep. I just want to wake up feeling better than I was the day before. So see there, that, that professor, once again, that conductor, yeah, really, he, 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 I, I, I promise you that day I was like, I can't believe I never yeah, thought about that. Just be better than, yeah, be, be better than you were the day before. 
I want 2022 to be better than 2021. Absolutely. 2021 was way better than 2020. So, right. yeah, that's what I want. 2022 yeah. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. better. Yeah, I just want to be happy. And, and, and I think I'm... I'm on the right path to be happy um, after everything that's happened to me. Um, you know, you, you go out, you meet people and, you know, you just I, I feel better every day. I, I talk to someone that I always, you know, greet them in the greeter in the morning, you know, and, and it feels I feel better doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure maybe she feels the same way. But, you know, um, but that for me is what I want in 2022. I want to be better. Yep. And, and yeah, be it's, better, it's be, be happier, better, be, be yeah. just, you know, and, and, and 2022 is a big milestone for me personally, because I turned 50 and part of me is dreading that because it's like you're 50 and it's, it's, I don't know you, you guys who are you folks who are over 50 or at 50 at that same age, Please tell me, give me, give me some insight what I need to do because I'm, I'm, I am not there yet, but I am kind of, you know, freaking out a little bit per, yeah. to easily say. Well, here, let me, let me make it worse for you. I'm going to make it worse for you. So I'm a Star Trek fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a Star Wars fan mostly, but mm -hmm. Star Trek, I like Star Trek too. I'm kind of both, but I'm a, I'm a geek at heart, but years ago, and I was really young when this happened and it was it was Captain Picard talking to somebody, and I was young. Like I said, I was young at the time, but this stuck with me so so much that it, it can't be good. It can't be good mental health, what I'm about to say. So just take this, because I think it's it's also funny, given what you just said. You want to be happy, and I'm going to try to jam it in your face and say you can't be happy, because there are fewer days ahead than behind. Yeah, I know. And that's the, you know, that's the part about getting old that, that starts really setting in and you know, I'm 48, so I'm not too far behind you. Yeah. Um, there are fewer days ahead than behind uh, unless some miracle happens and we right. all live to, to be stupid old. Yeah. But that would be great. Yeah. That'd be great. But we have to find a way to still be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe that's yeah. why, I mean, cause when you're, certain ages, you're, you're, you're like in your twenties, you're like, Oh, I'm invincible. Exactly. Oh. Your 30s, you're like, okay, I'm starting to establish myself uh, successfully, you know, whatever it is that you do. You know, in your 40s, you're like, all right, come 50, man. You're like, well, wait a minute here. You start looking back and you're like, wait a minute, uh, what happened? Life happened. Yeah, it did. And, and, and we, you know, you woke up one day and you're 50. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that, what's that old Kenny, Kenny Chesney song, you know, don't blink. You know? Yeah, don't blink. You know, uh, there's there's a photographer actually that uh, is is one for motivation, uh, Clyde Butcher. Mm -hmm. He is not young. No, he's not. He's not young at all. Uh, he has had a stroke. He has had all kinds of health issues. He's not small either. No. Uh, but you can see he still gets out somehow and wades waist deep in the Everglades to get mm -hmm. his shots. And yeah. you know, I, I know he's gone to a smaller camera. He's not using the big format. Uh, the big, uh, large format cameras and all that kind of stuff anymore. He was he's a film photographer, but he he's gone mm -hmm. to a smaller kit. He started shooting Sony, I believe, and mm -hmm. but he is still out there every day. Big white beard, big you know old guy. Mm -hmm. Had some major health issues, and still somehow he gets out and finds yeah. his motivation. So if he can do it, yeah, we can do it too. We can do it. Rick Salmon is another one. Right. I, that guy, he looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah. 
Uh, he acts like he's in his 50s, but I think he turned 70 or was really close to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he just, what, sprained an ankle, I believe? Oh, yeah, broke a, broke it. Yeah, broke yeah. his ankle. So, you know, and he's active now, too. I mean, I follow him on uh, Strava, and he's riding his bike. He's out hiking. He does his, yep. you know, like he's before he, he fractured it, he would always go out on two walks, one in the morning, one in the evening, you know, and he's out there, you know. Yeah, so. he's always mowing his own yard. He talks about that on the podcast I've yeah. heard him on. I've seen him multiple times. He and I have had long conversations. Um, I would say he's a, a pretty pretty good photography acquaintance of mine. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll say that. And every time I've spent any time with him, I come away exhausted. Yeah. Because he is so energetic. He mm -hmm. has so much energy. So if these folks can do it, we can find a way of course. to do it. Um, if if we don't let life get in the way, if that yeah. makes any sense, if we yeah. don't let that because it's easy to get depressed. It oh, really yeah. is. Oh yeah, tell it's me. It's hard about to it. stay motivated. It's hard to stay excited. It's hard to be better. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's that fight that we talked about. It's a creative fight. It's something yeah. we got to fight for because we want it. Right. Right. Because it's important to us. Like they say, you fight for what you love. That's right. You fight for right. what you love. So. All right. Well, I think that's gonna. Close out this show. I, hopefully you you have enjoyed it. You get something out of this. I'm going to have more of these. I like having them in person. Mm -hmm. uh, we will have a better mic system the next time we come because we've just got one between us. and We're all kind of awkwardly leaning toward it. So uh, sorry about the audio on this, but I'd rather have someone in the room than not. So we'll, we'll do more of these. A better system next time. And hopefully you've gotten something out of this. I know that I have. It is motivating. It's motivating to talk to other people about photography. It makes me want to do things. And it makes John want to go out and buy an R5, which I expect to hear from him later today that that has happened. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Keep All waiting. Right. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably be asleep when I buy it. So. <laughs> of course. All right, folks. Thank you. Uh, and as always, grab your camera. Get off the couch. See, I can't even close this thing. I always struggle. See, you don't, no one sees the struggle. Yeah. He's this str fight to close it because I can, the he's, magic. I've he's struggling, it. people. He really is. He's, it, he's struggling. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Okay. So get your camera, get off the couch, escape, explore, and create. <laughs>